How is everyone? All right, good to see everybody. My name is Dave. I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad you're here, even though it's raining and all that. And is it raining still? Is it? Okay, when I got here, it was raining this morning. Hey, I want to just kind of let y'all know about, uh, and how many of y'all know Deborah Pafford? Y'all see the sweet little lady that was out there? She fell. Wanda, did I say Deborah? Deborah's the daughter. Sorry, Wanda. I have it written down right here. Just look at the notes, Dave. Yeah, Miss Wanda fell back there. And did y'all see her, anybody? She's, I think she's doing okay, though. Is that right? Okay. She's at the hospital. Okay. We all know that she was doing this for attention, you know. She's like, what can I do to make things a little different here? And so she fell. No. But I do want to pray for her, if y'all don't mind. And I want to pray for the Spirit to be in this place this morning, okay? Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for today. And Father, as I heard so many times Gene Saul say, today's a new day. And thank you for that, Lord. And Father, I do pray for Deborah, I mean, Wanda. Pray for her, Lord. I pray that, Lord, she's doing okay, Lord. I know she's at the hospital. I just pray the doctors can take care of her, Lord. We pray for her right now, Lord. Thank you for her faithfulness to this church and to her faithfulness to you. Father, we ask that the Spirit be here this morning. Lord, we ask that you just fill this place with your Spirit, Lord. I pray that hearts and minds will be open to your Word, Father. Father, and that we would hear what you have to say today, Lord. Father, we love you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So let me ask you this. How many of you, by just a show of hands, would say that you are pretty distracted right now. Anybody distracted? Yes. Pretty distracted. There's a lot of us distracted by things. There's a lot of things going on. A lot of things that are going on in this world. A lot of things are going on here at Central. And we are distracted. Okay. I can tell you right now, uh, I, I have been a, so distracted. The, the last couple of weeks, I've been so distracted about things. It's been hard to pray. It's been hard to focus on things. It's been hard to meditate. It's been hard to engage in anything. Just absolutely distracted by things. really has been tough. My mind has been all over the place. I don't know about you, but mine has been all over the place. I was reading an article this week about distractions. I read an article this week about distractions, and I had the hardest time reading it because I was so distracted. You were lucky you were getting a sermon today because I was so distracted. So, but in this article, there was something that was said, and I thought it was really good. It says this, our fundamental and most dangerous problem in distraction is in being distracted from God. Our tendency to shift our attention, our, our, our attention orientation from the greatest object in existence to countless lesser ones. The Bible calls this idolatry. thought that was interesting. And can I just tell you that Satan loves that we are distracted. He loves to distract his church. Loves it. Because when we're distracted, that means we're not focused on him. Okay? And here's the thing. A distracted church is well on its way to becoming a dead church. If we are distracted, we're well on our way to becoming a dead church. And I know that many of you in here, you're saying, I don't want that to happen. Okay. Well, what do we need to do about this? What must be done in order for us to stop being so distracted about things and to really focus in on Christ? Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, I hope will tell us the answer. So if you have a Bible, open it to Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. 
We can read it right there on the board, I think, if it's behind me. Here's what it says, Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. I'm going to read that again. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Now let me explain what's going on here in the book of Colossians. Paul writes this letter to the believers of Colossae. He writes this little letter to them from prison, okay? And here's the thing. He did not start this church. He writes this letter from prison, and the, and the believers in Colossae had never seen Paul. So there was no, hey, we know Paul. He, was, he didn't know who they were. So it was just kind of, here's a letter. But the one who started the church, his name was Epaphras, you can see that in Colossians 1 verse 7, was concerned, concerned that the church was distracted by heresy that was beginning to seep in the church. So Epaphras travels over a thousand miles, a thousand miles to go see Paul about these concerns, about what we should do. So he travels that far, and then Paul writes this letter to the believers at Colossae. So the letter, in a sense, to the Colossians was a very encouraging letter. A very encouraging letter to stay on course, to stay focused, to make Christ preeminent in their lives. To make Christ preeminent in their lives. So let's answer the question. How do we as believers, as the body of Christ, move from being distracted as we are, moving from being distracted to staying focused on Christ. How do we stay focused on Christ through all of this? Number one, we are to walk in him. We are to walk in him. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 says, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So about walking in him, let's explain this here. The only way that you can walk in Christ is that you have to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You have to know Jesus Christ as your Savior if you are going to walk in him. So as believers in Christ, we understand that he is our guide. He is our leader. He is the head of the church. Okay? He is the head of the church. Colossians 1.18 says, And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. That he might be preeminent. So how are we supposed to walk in him? How do we do that? Paul uses these metaphors about walking, but what he's talking about, he's talking about how we live our lives on a daily basis. How do we live our lives through this? How do we live our lives in this world that we live in? I'll give you an example. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 tells us, And you were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Notice how he says that you once walked this way. You once walked the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. 
We've got to be careful how we walk. We've got to be very careful how we walk right now. Right now, it's just a lot of things going on, and we're walking this way, and we're walking that way, and we're distracted by so much going on that we're losing our focus on who Christ is. We're losing our focus, and we can't do it, church. We can't do it. Ephesians 4, verse 17 says this, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. The way you walk, church, matters. How we live our lives in Christ matters. It matters. Stuff that's being said, and there's stuff outside outside of the church being said, oh my goodness, all this stuff that's going on. Can I just tell you that if our focus is not on Christ, we're focusing then on ourselves and other things. We really are. Romans 6, 4 says, walk in newness of life. We're to walk in newness of life. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. In the Bible, there's two ways we can walk here, right? Two ways to walk. You can either walk by the Spirit or you walk by the flesh. There's no middle ground. It's either you walk by the Spirit or you walk by the flesh. I love what Ephesians 5.15 says. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. We must be careful how we walk, not as as unwise, but as wise. We should live in a way that reflects Christ in us. He is our guide. He is our leader. He is the head of the church. Now, let me give you a little story. Julie and I and the kids love going to the grocery store. We seem to be there a lot. And we go there all the time. Just pick the grocery store, we're there. And it's always something. We need something always, you know. And just not too long ago, Julie and I were there with our kids. I don't know how many of our kids. We have four. I don't know how, who were there. We don't know. I don't remember. So we're, we're at the store. We get all the stuff that we need. You know, you got to get the boxes of cereal. You know, you got to get the chocolate milk because we love chocolate milk. And, you know, you got to get these things over here. And you got to get this stuff in here. And, and Julie's saying, no, we can't get those things, you know. And then, we, you know, Red is over here going, oh, I got to have this over here. And it's, it's this, oh, oh, my gosh, I got to have this. I got to have this. Oh, we got to have this, okay. So, no, you know, we're like, no, 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 stop embarrassing us, kids. Come on, let's go. You know, we're going through the grocery store. We check out. And then we're leaving the store. As we're leaving the store, I'm walking with the cart. I'm headed in the right direction. I'm going towards the vehicle that we own. I'm going there, and I'm walking. I'm walking, and all of a sudden, I'm talking to Julie, and I turn around. Julie's not there. I'm like, where's, where's Julie? Where are the kids? Did I, did I lose something? Did something? What, where's my children? You know, I love Julie, but where's Julie? Where's she at? Where is she? So I'm walking. I'm looking. I'm looking. And I'm like doing the little beeper thing on the car. I'm like, I know where the car is because I parked it. So I know where the car is, right? So I'm going and I'm going. And then all of a sudden I see Julie and the kids on the other aisle. They're in the other aisle of the parking lot. And I'm like, hey, Julie, kiddos, what are you doing? And Julie goes, I'm looking for the car. I'm just looking for the car right now. I'm trying to find the car. I'm like, I know where the car is. I know where the car is. I have the little clicker thingy. All right, it tells me. I can click it. It goes, beep, beep. Oh, there's my car. There it is. 
How does that, does that not happen all the time to you guys? Because you know why? Women don't ever know where they park the car. All right? That's what I figured out. Julie could park the car, and I'm, she's like, I don't know where. She didn't have time, but we don't even know what exit we're going in. And she's like, is it this exit? Or is it this? I don't know where we are. Thank goodness dad is there to go, no, I have the clicker. I know where I am. I know where I parked the car. I know where to go. But see, I say all that because, boy, isn't that how we are right now? We're going, where, where's, where, where do we go? We're so distracted by things. We're so distracted by things right now. And we're just wondering, where's the car? Where's the car? Church, we can easily be distracted right now. But we must focus on Christ. We must. We must focus on Christ right now. Now is not the time to go, nope, I'm not going to focus on him. You've got to find something inside of you that goes, oh, no, no, you've got to walk in him. You've got to walk in him. We must focus on Christ. We must walk in him. If we're going to focus on Christ, number two, we've got to be rooted in him. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, as you, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him. You see, we stay focused when we are deeply rooted in Christ. We know who we are in Christ. He is our strength. He is our rock. He is our foundation. You see, there was a concern in the church of Colossae that some of the believers weren't as rooted. They weren't as rooted maybe as some of the other believers that were there. So what happens is when we don't feel like, like we understand how rooted we are, you know what begins to happen to us? We begin to sway. We begin to wonder about things. We, we're not sure about what's going to happen. We're easily influenced by things. We're easily distracted. I want to share this parable with you, and many of you know this. It's out of Matthew 13. You don't have to turn there. But in Matthew 13, Jesus talks about these soils and about this sower who throws out this seed. And, and he explains it in Matthew 13. I highly recommend you read that. So in Matthew 13, the seed is the gospel that is thrown out. And then some of the seeds falls on, uh, along the path, along the road, in the, in the first soil there. And these are the people who hear, but they do not understand. They hear this, but they don't understand what they're hearing. But then the sower throws it out in the second type of soil. This is the seed that lands in the rocky area. And these people hear the good news but there's no depth there. So persecution happens and the person just walks away. And what Jesus is saying is there's no root for them to hang on to. The third soil, the seed lands in a thorny area and this person hears the gospel, but it's choked out by the worries of this world. There's no root. But then the fourth soil... The seed lands in good soil, and this person hears the gospel. He understands the gospel and begins to grow and to be fruitful. This person is then, he's rooted in Christ. He's rooted in Christ. We have this crepe myrtle that was, uh, anybody got crepe myrtles? Is that the correct word? They're trees, by the way, if you don't know that. The, we have this tree in our, in our yard, and it's right next to our house, and it had some fungus on it. 
okay? It looked horrible. It's just this black fungus stuff, and it was just really not looking very nice. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of, it was just very, very ugly, frankly. And, uh, you know, what do you do to, to an ugly tree? You cut that bad boy down. That's what you do. There's no point in, like, trying to clean it up, fix it up, and all that. No, you just cut it down, you know? And that's what I told the tree. I said, you're being cut down. You're being cut down. You can say whatever you want, tree. But you can be, you're going, and, and if you're a harder, harder culturist here, I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize in advance. But I cut that tree down. So I cut it down. I got red over there. He's kind of cutting leaves. I don't know what he's doing over there. He's just kind of cutting stuff, you know. And I'm, I'm cutting that tree down. I'm getting all the limbs down. I'm just getting after it, you know. And it's right next to our house, okay, right next to our house. So I'm cutting it down. I'm getting it down. Finally, man, I get it down to the stump, okay. Well, guess what? LeBlanc doesn't have the equipment to get the root out. I don't have what it takes to get this thing out. So I'm sitting here trying to dig holes. I've got some of my buddies over there going, hey, you know what? I'll just bring my truck over there and we'll just pull that bad boy out. We'll just pull it out. I think one of my friends told me, he goes, hey, you know what? We can just take some gasoline. Man, we'll put some gasoline on that bad boy and we'll just let it be. It's going to be a bonfire. It's going to be awesome. And I'm just sitting there going, no, I don't know if that's a good idea. It's right next to our house. So uh, probably not a good idea. But here's the thing. This dumb tree, and I'm calling it a dumb tree. You know, I've, kinda, I've, been, I've been cutting stuff, and I mean, I'm getting all after. I'm just, you know, I don't know how it's surviving. I don't know how it survives, okay? This thing has the audacity to start shooting up little extra trees out of the root. You know, and I'm talking, did someone just snort? <laughs> Sorry. That was distracting. That's all I'm going to say. You don't hear that a whole lot in a church service. So there's all these things coming out of the tree. I'm like, wait a minute, tree. I cut you down. I cut you down. You're nothing. There's nothing there. And all of a sudden, these little sprigs are coming up. And then I just realized, okay, the reason it's still trying to live is still there because the root was still there. The root is still there and intact. Church, man, when you're rooted in Christ, guess what? Things are going to be okay. When you are rooted in Christ, things are going to be okay. I know that's a simple answer, but things are going to be okay. So we're rooted in him. We're built up in him. or We're, walk, we're walking in him. Number three, we're built up in him. We are built up in him. If we're going to stay focused, we need to understand that we are built up in him. Colossians 2.7 says, rooted and built up in him. Church, I truly believe that this is happening right now. I believe this is happening right now, that Christ is building us up with all the stuff that's going on. I really do. As hard as this may sound, I really believe I have a peace about it. That guy's going, no, I've got you. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Even in your situation right now that you are in, right now you think it's the most horrible thing in the world. Can I just tell you that God is probably building you up right now? Because I don't know about you, but I've never been strengthened in my faith when, it, when adversity was happening. I never grow in my faith whenever things are just going great. I never do. I never grow like that. But he is building us up because he is our spiritual nourishment. He is our spiritual nourishment. Okay? And he, I mean, it's amazing when you have that nourishment, you know what's going on. And it's like, okay, God, I know you. I don't, I don't know everything that's happening. But, man, I know I'm swaying back and forth. I'm not sure about things. I'm rooted in there, but I know you're going to build me. I know you're going to build me up. I know you're going to work on those spiritual muscles right now. 
And maybe that's exactly what God is doing, is trying to grow our spiritual muscles up. Maybe he's not trying to you know, grow us numerically, but maybe what he's trying to do is grow us spiritually. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. He is what we need to nourish our souls right now. He is what we need. I love what 1 Peter 2, verse 4 and 5 says, that as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I found this quote, God actively builds up a local church body through the people he has called to himself. If God has called you to himself, let me tell you what, he is actively building up his local church. And not just central, he's building his church. God is at work in us. He is at work at central, he is at work in other churches. He is building up the body of Christ as he sees fit. So let me just say this in all niceness and as I can, please don't give up. Please don't give up. Let God build us up. Let God build us up. I didn't say this last hour, but I've been working out with some guys, can you tell? Uh, I got these four or five guys that I work out with. I'm not going to name them. I'm not going to embarrass them, but they know who they are. And I know the ones that don't like to work legs. I know who you are. I know you miss those days because you're working legs. I know. And you're sitting in the back. I see you. I know. So I've been training these guys, and we're working out hard. And I tell you what, man, I love when those guys are there. Do you want to know why? Because I want to work out even harder. Because me and one of the other guys, we have a little contest. And, boy, we, especially when we work chest day. Because, man, we're like, you know, we're walking around like we're it. We're not. We're all in our 40s. You know, and man, we just, man, we just, we, man, we're working out hard, as hard as we can. But man, I can tell you, man, when those guys aren't there, man, I'm just like, I think I'm going to go to the donut shop, <laughs> you know, and just chill out and just, you know, I could take a day off. I've been working out hard. I can take a day off, right? I should just take a day off, you know? Man, let me tell you what, God is not taking a day off. God is not taking a day off on us right now. He's going to go, you know what? I'm going to build you up. You may not like it. I'm going to build you up. It's not going to be fun. I'm going to build you up because you need it right now. You need it. We need it, church. So don't give up. Let God build us up right now. Number four. So we're rooted in him. We're walking in him. We're built up in him. You get the idea that it's all in him, I hope. You see that. Number four. Your faith is established in him. Your faith is established in him. Colossians 2, 7 says, rooted up and built up in him and established in the faith. Because we are rooted in him and we are built up in him, our faith is then secure. Our faith is then stable. Our faith is then established. Our faith is established. Jesus is not building a church so it'll crumble. He's not building us to crumble. He wants our faith to be established in him. He doesn't want us to just give up. Uh, James chapter 1, verses 2 and 4. Listen to this. You're going to love this. Count it all joy. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of all various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and the, 
And let the steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Are we counting it all joy right now? Honestly. Are we counting it all joy the way things are going through these trials that we are going through? Is steadfastness being produced in you? That word steadfastness there means firmly established. Is your faith being firmly established through these trials? If our faith is not established in him, guess what? Hey, there is a possibility we could crumble if we don't put our faith and trust in him, folks. So I ask you, what or who are we putting our faith in? If it's not in Christ, it's wrong. If we're not putting our faith in Christ, then it's wrong, folks. So let me just preface this. Please don't put your faith in me. Don't put your faith in in the pastors. Don't put your faith in the elders. First, put your faith in Christ, and then let Christ lead where he wants to go. Okay? Let Christ lead where he wants to go. Okay? I know that's tough. I know that that's hard to hear, but it's something that needs to be said. We need to stay focused, church. We need to stay focused on Christ. So we walk in him. We're rooted in him. We're built up in him. Our faith is established in him. But last, this is the hard one. This is the hard one. Thankfulness abounds in him. Let me ask you this. Well, let me just tell you, Colossians 2, 7, the very end of it says abounding in thanksgiving. When God is working in lives, as he is right now, the result should be thankfulness. So let me ask you, this is the last hour. Is anybody like thankful? What are you thankful for right now? Anybody wanted to share? Anybody? Wow, the first service was like, me, 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 me. What are we thankful for? Family, salvation, children, yes. Good health, awesome. Our church, there you go. It's good. We're, we could be thankful for some things, all right? Freedom, oh my goodness, yes. I'm so glad we can even sit here. I'm glad there's air conditioning on right now right? I'm glad there's a little bit of lights. That's good. We're thankful for those things. We should be thankful for that. We should be thankful for a lot of things right now. And right now, it's easy to look at the bad things right now. It's very, very easy. I know. But boy, what are we thankful for? What are we thankful for right now? Some, of the, some versions of the Bible say that we, that we should be overflowing in thankfulness. Overflowing in thankfulness. Well, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious about anything. That's tough. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Hey, if you're worrying right now, you know where you need to bring it? You need to bring it to God if you're worried, if you're anxious about things. You need to bring it to God, okay? Because if you tell one of us, we're going to go, yeah, I know, we're worried too. You know? Why don't we pray about it? I know, it's, it's been tough. But we need to go to God and go, God, please, we're anxious about this. There's stuff going on, but we don't understand it. But God, we're going to give it to you. And then God says, hey, the peace of of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How many of us right now, we just need a little bit of peace? We need some peace right now. Be kind of nice. 
So even in our prayers, we should be overflowing with thanksgiving. In church, we will be most thankful when our faith is established, when, our, when we are built up, when we are rooted in walking in him. We will be. So if we focus on Christ, he will build his church and he will, be, he will build it his way. It may not be the way you want to build, build it, but it's the way God builds his church. Can I just tell you that if we stay distracted, that's, let me just tell you this, if we, will, if we stay distracted, Satan will try to kill, steal, and destroy. I can tell you that right now. If we stay distracted, Satan is ready. He's going to kill, he's going to steal, and he's going to destroy. And he's just waiting for us to just go ahead. Y'all stay distracted. No, no, really, Central. Stay distracted. That's what Satan wants. Because here's what I figured out. We're trying to do this right here in the Spirit. We're trying to walk in him. We're trying to be rooted in him. We're trying to be built up in him. We're trying to do all this. Let me tell you what Satan is doing right now. You're going, oh, I'm just walking my way. I'm just kind of doing that. And that's how we all walk, right? We're going to do this, right? We're walking along. We're walking in him. Guess what Satan wants to do? Satan wants to trip us up, doesn't he? Satan wants to trip you up while you're walking. Oh, hey, hey, be distracted about this over here. Hey, get mad about this over here because this right here, this will really get you mad. Over here, yeah, this right here, yeah, yeah. You hate that. Be mad at that. You, you don't like this over here? Yeah, be mad at that. That's what Satan is doing right now. That's what he's doing right now. He's trying to trip us up. The root, being rooted in him, guess what he wants to do with the root? I can't take out the root, but you know what? He wants to try to poison the root. He wants to try to poison us. He figures, hey, if I just poison that, boom, we're done. Satan, I mean, God is trying to build us up. Guess what Satan is trying to do? He's trying to weaken us at every step. He's trying to weaken us at every step. You're trying to, your faith is trying to, you're trying to establish your faith in him and go, God, I have faith in you. God, I have faith in you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. You know what he's going to do? He's trying to make us worry about everything. He's trying to make us worry about every little thing right now. That's what he's doing. Oh, God, I know I'm supposed to be thankful, but God, you don't understand what's going on. I know I'm supposed to be thankful. I know you're supposed to be overflowing with thankfulness. What Satan is trying to, trying to make us do is be ungrateful right now. He's trying to make us ungrateful is what he's trying to do. Guys, can I just tell you right now, don't, don't take the schemes of the devil right now. Let's not do it. Let's not do it. Because I believe that God is in control, even in the trials. I believe that God is working right now. And I will just say this. I believe that God's going to work tomorrow night as we have a family meeting. I think he's going to work things out. And let me just tell you, if you're a part of this church and you're, you know, you're one of us, you're one of the family members, you're one of the believers, I highly advise you to please be at this meeting. Please be there. Okay? Don't leave and go, oh, no, I don't want I don't care. Is it going to get hairy? Probably. It probably will be. Is it going to be weird? Probably. Is it going to be uncomfortable? Yeah, maybe. But let me just tell you right now, that's how God sometimes has to work. God has to go through all the mess and go, no, no, let's fix it all up. Let's fix it up. Let's work things out. That's what the staff and the elders, that's what we've been doing lately, is meeting, uh, meeting to death. And it's been working. It's been working. We're, working thing, we're trying to work things out right now. Okay? 
I probably said too much. So anyway, guys, I love you. Thank you. I would like to, would like to close in prayer if that'd be okay. Father, we love you. Father, we know that, and I hope that we know that this is all about you. It's about you getting the glory. It's about you getting the recognition, Father. And we just pray for that right now. Father, I pray right now as we are going through what we're going through, Lord, that you are working in us right now. Father, you are, as we walk in you, Father, Father, you're, you're man, we're rooted, Father. We know it. Father, we're secure. We're built up in you, Lord. We know this. Father, our faith is being established, Father, in you. And Father, and I hope that we are thankful. I hope that we are people who are thankful right now. Father, give us that, Lord. Give us the peace that passes all understanding, Lord. Give us that right now, Father. We love you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please stand? Let's worship as we leave.
God, thank you for being a good, good father to us. We leave this place in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless.